Welcome to Six Degrees of Roger Nielsen, featuring Vinnie Maltz and presented by Bloodline Hockey. Each episode, we'll dive into discovering meaningful stories and connections that have helped hockey coaches and players shape their professional philosophies and personal character through the art of sport. Our show is designed to honor one of the greatest pioneers of coaching innovation and connection, Coach Roger Nielsen. Hey guys, as most of our listeners are already aware, the Roger Nielsen's coaching clinic was officially canceled this past year because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So he adapted quickly and created the Roger Nielsen's Coaches Connection. Uh, it's a private Facebook community designed to continue to provide our coaches out there a place to connect, learn, and inspire each other during this very challenging time for people across the globe. If you'd like to join us in our private group, just search Roger Nielsen's Coaches Connection on Facebook and simply ask to join the group. We've had some incredible presentations and guest speakers that we know any coach would not want to miss out on. Yo, yo, guys. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 14 of Six Degrees of Roger Nielsen. I am your host, Coach Vinny Maltz, and uh, for those of you that would be able to see this at some point in some way, I'm actually cutting this inside of my shower because I needed to escape and find a quiet area because my son is home due to one of our family members getting exposed to COVID, and now we have to go into quarantine, and now he can't go to school, be around his friends, three-year-old friends, and now I get to run to any place I can find in my house to make sure to be able to cut these episodes and Get them out to you guys. So <laughs> here we are in my shower, enjoying this time together. So one of the things, guys, I wanted to pivot and do was, uh, you know, I've had a lot of coaches asking about uh, the mental conditioning process and uh, creating little tidbits and just, you know, sharing different kinds of information, some of that as we're going along in the podcast. We've got some great guests. So I thought it'd be cool to just create little snippets and jump on here and just talk about different parts of things that could help you in your coaching journey. And obviously, if you had any questions, you know, you let me know. Uh, but one of the things that I wanted to bring up today that's interesting in the mental conditioning process is talking about the concept of trust the process. It's something that's been in the air for the last you know few months, especially a lot of people and players of ours are constantly talking about it. And people like to use this, you know, this catchy mantra that we all like to put out there and this cliche statement of trust the process, trust the process. So what do you might take from a mental conditioning standpoint of what exactly does that mean? And what are the challenges that we're dealing with? when we use these type of statements and, and sometimes even overuse them a little bit. So, you know, one of the first things we talk about when we, you know, when we dive into this part of the process with our players is that one must know the process before they can actually trust the process. So something simple we teach and discuss with our players is, are you becoming best friends with the skills and process you need to succeed? Right? Because why? Because how can one trust the process if one does not know the process? It's as simple as that. And, so you use the analogy of how well do you know your friends, right? That you have certain friends that you might have relationships with and who are your best friends, right? The ones that you have the greatest relationships with, right? The, the strongest relationships are with the ones that you know the most, right? So it's no different in the mental conditioning process of thinking about it the same exact way is that if I have a process that I'm working on with my skills that I'm working on, you know, with the role that I'm working on for my team, understanding my performance, well, mentally, in order for it to work, I have to know it. And so this is mental conditioning 101 of where we start off with when you talk about trust in the process is finding what your player feels safe to express to you and then building from there. Because at the core of trust is safety, right? Abraham Maslow talks about a hierarchy of needs and one of the, the, the second, you know, from the bottom, you take a look at the period, you can Google it, check it out. The second from the bottom from physiological is it talks about psychological safety, right? Of being able to have that safety of, of knowing that I'm secure in my body, employment, resources around me, these different things. But it's a fundamental need for human beings, for any of us. 
psychological safety is so important. So that's where it begins, right? That if I feel mentally safe with my coach, that I'm ready to trust anything my coach is going to influence me with. So once I'm ready to trust, then I'm ready to learn and know the process that my coach is trying to guide me through. So that's a big part. And think about it in your own life, right? Yeah, different examples we know. When you don't know the answers to the test, do you feel safe and ready to experience the process of that test? Well, you know, another example, you don't know where that noise is coming from in the dark. Do you feel safe and ready to experience the process of whatever that noise brings to your present existence? We all know what that might feel like at night, heading down and you hear some weird noise or you're out in the woods, something. We know those examples, right? Going down the street, alone at night. Or when you don't know a person you just met at the ring, do you feel safe and ready to experience the process of openly discussing the philosophy of your coaching to this person? That's another example. So that process involves many different steps. And this is a big part that when we talk about trusting the process, again, do you actually know what that is? And you know, some of the big mental conditioning drivers that when we talk about inside of any player's process is simply this, that first is a big one is that personal belief that the player has in themselves and their future. Right? What do they believe about their own game and, and where their game is going? That's always a big one that we're always dealing with in the mental conditioning world. Or simply put, the easy one, right? The knowledge of the game itself. How well do you know the game? It's, it's one thing to know your role and all that stuff, but how much do you know everyone else's role and understand the different parts of just the things that are universal when it comes to playing the game itself? And how much knowledge and how much have you actually studied that? And then another big one is the desire. Right? Everyone always talks about that compete. Hey, hey does this player have that compete? But that desire to perform their best every time they play, that's another big thing that comes down to mental conditioning is that, all right, if it's there all the time, then yeah, you're going to learn, you're going to speed up the process, you're going to take away a lot of things, then the experience is going to be so much richer. But if that desire is that here and there sometimes, well, it's going to slow down the mental conditioning process of how much you can actually experience and learn. So those are a couple of the, the big ones, right? The big drivers that we'll, we'll get into. But, you know, let's let's just talk about today and keep it simple. You, you, know, you talk about some of these other ones on a different day, but things to look for as a coach. And that's one of the things I want to just discuss today is let's talk about the easy one, right? Knowledge of the game. We can all we can all agree that when it comes to the knowledge of the game, this is where the baseline starts off for so many of us, whether myself as a coach or whether a player that I'm dealing with, that's the gap that we're trying to you know pull together is that between what I have in my head versus what my player has in their head and then pulling those worlds together, right? And so you know, an easy one to get into is to be able to discover from a player. If you're going to get into that process of mental condition understanding is, first step is to, what do you believe your player's role is on the team? So ask yourself, ask yourself, what do I believe that this player's role is? What do I know mentally in my own mind? What's my perspective and my expectation on this player? So now I have that baseline to go off of because then you go ask your player, do you know what your role is on the team? Simple question. But how often do you actually go and ask each one of your players specifically and just ask, do you know what your role is on the team? Because again, if we're going to trust the process, we have to know that they know the process. So when we ask them to trust it, do we actually know that they know it? And so that simple question, it's amazing that I bet if you go through this quick exercise, and it won't take long, each player, a couple minutes, maybe some goes to a five-minute mark, whatever, some maybe a little bit more, but some will be less. But if you just go through it, I bet you you go through it with every player on your team, you're going to be surprised at how difficult it is for them to articulate this to you especially with, you know, from the youth standpoint, you're going to see it. And so those are things that you want to go to. So when you go through that process with them and you start to see, all right, well, what is this player actually aware of? What do they actually know about their role? And there you're going to see right away that if they're struggling to tell you, and it's, you know, it's one, usually one of three things, but what are they struggling to tell you? If they are struggling to tell you, then either A, they don't know, 
Right? They don't know. So if they don't know the words and they don't know how to express it to you, then clearly they don't know. And you will see it by the way they communicate to you or you know, by the context of what they say to you. You're just going to see they're kind of fumbling a little bit or, or they're unclear or they're just going to simply say they're going to look in the air and they're going to you know, spend a minute quietly and they're not going to have much to say to you. That'll right away, right away be the tell sign of they don't know because if they do have something to say to you, it'll be right away and quick. So look for that because if they don't know, then there it is right there. If they don't know the process, then how can they trust the process? We'd like to take a moment and thank our sponsor, Bloodline Hockey. Bloodline Hockey has been at the forefront of developing and pioneering a mental performance mindset shift for players, coaches, and parents worldwide. If you are a coach, player, or parent looking for mental performance programming specific to the hockey culture, please visit bloodlinehockey.com to learn more about how Bloodline Hockey can assist your mental performance needs. All right, then B, another one is that that they have their own idea, but they're afraid to maybe tell you their real thoughts. So they tell you what they think you want to hear. And now this can be a tricky one, right? So you pay attention to what you know they, they say to you. Are they trying to sound right to you versus, you know, what they do, what they do when they're actually performing? So they might say the right things to you, but the way they express it in their game on the ice shows you that they believe something different or they're really disconnecting the different ideas of the conversation, right? Because at the end of the day, these players, they want to please you. They want to do what's right. They want to earn their ice time, all that stuff. They, they want to be you know, good soldiers and stuff like that. But you know, if they know what, what you want, then we want to dive in and figure out what, why they don't do it, right, when they play. So the, that's the idea behind it. But again, you'll take away a lot from the express, what they're expressing, what they're communicating, what they're articulating to you, because now you can decide, all right, do they actually know this? Do they have their own idea of what they're seeing? And that's not the same idea. Again, you go back to what do I believe? The player's role is on the team. That's my baseline. And then I want to be able to hear, all right, are they talking about it the same exact way? Back to me, are they ticket or they have their own idea? So this is where it becomes you learn, right? Is that, all right, is this something that, hey, they don't see it my way, but am I learning that, wow, okay, you know what? Can I see it their way and adjust, right? Can I change the direction of how I'm you know, going to coach them in, in this process that I want them to trust? Can I find something different in what they're saying and attach onto it, right? And latch onto it in that way to express it in the way that maybe that they're seeing it. And again, that's, you know, we'll dive further into that, you know, but that might be something where an example is if a player sees that their role is, you know what, they're more of a goal scorer. And you can just see they're always trying to shoot the puck, always trying to create, but it just doesn't capitalize, just doesn't work. But you want them to be more of a playmaker, right? And stuff like that. So that's a decision you have to make, you know, depending on their age level and where they're at in their process. But that could be something as simple as, do I want to keep forcing them to be a playmaker because I want them to pass the puck? Or can I go, you know what? I see they keep attempting this. Can we figure out a way to change their process and allow them to attempt more shots, but do it in a way that is better for their game and give them different ideas of how they can create based off of what I'm seeing inside of their process. And again, we can nerd out on that another time, but that's another one of those, right? That they have their own ideas and you listen for that. Or C, right, that they tell you exactly what they believe their role is. They know it to the T. They play exactly the way they speak. Now, these are unique players, especially if you're coaching at the youth level. And when they have an awareness of what you want and the ability to create that experience when they play, that's a home run. That's just a, that's a very unique player. That's awesome to hear. And from a mental conditioning coach's standpoint, that's a coach's dream to work with because there's just so many things you're going to be able to do with a player that can already connect the dots that quickly. And that just makes our jobs that much easier and that much more fun. And again, you're not going to get the majority will not be that way. But those will be a couple of the big ones is the baseline of, again, I want you to trust the process, but what do you know that they know about their own process? So having that discussion with them, simple question, what's your role in the team can give you so much direction to go off of. 
And then a couple of uh, easier ones to also look at is, again, trust, safety. Does this player joke with me? Do they feel safe enough to have fun with me and around me? That's a big giveaway, right? Because that having that fun with each other in a respectful way is the name of the process game. Now, again, in a respectful way, if it's a having fun jokes and it's disrespectful, then obviously it's a different kind of issue. But if it's having fun, light humor, and we're having a good time with each other, joking around, chirping, all that, that's great. That's great. You have that safe relationship where your player feels comfortable enough to be able to do that with you. And that's amazing. That's amazing to have. So again, that's another one of those tell signs that this player will trust, right? But wants to get to know well, what is the process? What is it that you're feeding into this player's mind about their game, about their role? What kind of discussions you're having? That's it's a great one, right? And another one is, does this player ask questions? Take a look at it. Is this player asking questions? Are they meaningful questions? Or are they just asking questions because they're coming to you and you might feel like, ah, oh, this kid's just asking just to ask. Well, it's a kid or it's a young player. It doesn't matter what age. They're coming to you for a reason, right? They want to build that safety with you. They want to build that trust with you. So that's a good thing. So being able to take that up, any question is a good question, right? We talk about this a lot. We know that as coaches. And sometimes they can ask questions that personally might feel frustrating to me. Of why are you asking that? But remember, that's our own ego. That's our own thought process. If this player is coming to us, there's a reason. Use that. Take advantage of that opportunity when they do come to us. And I know sometimes I've been guilty of that. Of I've had to stop myself mentally. It's frustrating. It's like, oh, you're asking that again, but okay, you know what? It's an opportunity that they're coming to me. So take a hold of that, grab that energy, release it, and let's get after it. Because maybe they want to ask, but don't know exactly what to ask. And so that's what we want to work through is maybe we need to teach them how to ask more meaningful and better questions. Right? If we all remember Fighting Forrester, soup questions, right? We want them, Sean Connery, and that it's a soup question. And that was my that was my take on a, my attempt to do that accent, which I know wasn't very good at this point, but I'll get better at it another time. <laughs> so, you know, and, and again, you know, when we think about this, uh, think about each of your players and consider a few of these ideas to look for, right? What, what are other things that you can look for, you know, that I didn't mention? You know, if you have ideas, those are very important for you to use. Your ideas are the most important ideas there is for a coach. Right? This is your mental nature speaking to you. So trust in what you know is important for your own process. Because remember, what's important for your own process is what's generally what's important for your own player's process. It's as simple as that. So these are a couple of my thoughts. I wanted to get them down. You know, this is something that, again, we all deal with. We all trust the process and all that fun stuff. But again, the argument is simple. Do the players know the process? And are we taking steps to find out if they know it? And when we use all kinds of different ways and means of doing that, from journaling exercises that are questioning them about their offensive habits in the game, their defensive habits in the game, understanding that, their emotional nature in the game, their state of mind. You know, these are different things that we'll do through journaling, just asking questions and leading them towards that. So there's a lot of different ways of doing that. But the point is, is that you want to create a discussion. But that discussion comes to whether you're asking them questions to fill out or whether you go to them and you're asking them themselves. These are the kinds of things that you want to find out by having them express to you what's in their heads, what's in their minds. Because as we both know, when you have a discussion with them and the things that they're going to say to you, that's going to tell you a lot about how much they actually know what they're talking about, right? And that's what you want to define. Because the more you know about what they're thinking, the more that's going to give you the ability to develop that trust with them. The more it's going to be able to give you the opportunity to create safe conditions for them to trust you more, to believe in you more, all that stuff and the message that you're trying to relay to them. So these are the things that I wanted to discuss today. Again, as always, these are just a couple of things that I've gone through with our mental conditioning process and building up our players' mindsets. But a big, maybe big part of this message is communication. And it's understanding what's in your head and what's in your player's head. And if we can create, right, inside of that gap of finding out between our worlds, because I know as a coach, 
hey, there's a lot I know and understand in my own mind, but there's a lot I don't know and understand in our players' minds. And that's my job to appreciate that, realize that, you know, the feel the challenge of the opportunity to go and figure that out. So in this way, I can create the conditions to be able to have a trusting relationship with them. So then once we build that up, they feel safe around me. Now we can create a, create that concept of trusting the process. So we'd love to hear your thoughts. As always, you know, let me know. Let me know what, you know what kind of experiences you've had. You know, are any kind of cool ideas? Always looking to learn, obviously, on that part. And I hope you know, listening to this, that this influenced you in some way to look at it from your perspective. But these are the things that if we want our players to trust the process, well, it's really important that we know their process mentally. How are they thinking about it? How are they communicating, articulating it? How much do they believe in it? How comfortable do they feel? What kind of knowledge they have? All these things, right? And that desire, we can see it, right? Because the more we can drive home, the more knowledge we can give them, the more they're going to want to play harder for us. And when we know that, right? So these are a couple of different thoughts and ideas on this part, this cliche statement that we always hear about trusting the process. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, let me know. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And uh, let's keep the discussion rolling and have at her and uh, learn from each other. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this little segment. We'd love to hear your feedback as always. It's all about helping each other and inspiring each other. So what did you take away? Anything helpful for you as a coach or student of the game? If you're a player listening and something may have been inspired, let us know your thoughts in the comments. And as always, guys, please remember to hit the subscribe button if you'd love to stay up to date with our new episodes. And if you enjoy this content, please make sure to join our private Facebook group called Roger Nielsen's Coaches Connection. Stay up to date with all of your hockey coaching development needs. Our coaching group includes NHL, pro, college, junior and youth coaches from all over the world. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. Hope to see you in our online coaching community. Stay safe. Everybody.